God, hallelujah. Praise God. Well, this is Pentecost Sunday, amen. Praise God. If we can, before I, I begin to, to minister the word, I want you all just to pray in the spirit, those that are filled with the Holy Ghost and those that have not been filled with the Holy Spirit, today is going to be your day in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost where you're at right now. Hallelujah. Just begin to welcome the Holy Spirit. Just tell the Holy Ghost, I welcome you, your presence. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. There's a, a person that you are getting ready to sign. I see you sign a contract. And the Lord says, read it again. Read it again. Don't be so quick to sign it. Read it again in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, wherever the Spirit of God comes, He releases gifts. He heals. He sets people free. And today I want to talk about how to receive the Holy, receive the Holy Spirit. How to receive the Holy Spirit. Let me go and get down there a little bit because we're going to be speaking a lot and uh, God's going to be speaking to us. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you can, open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 2. Hallelujah. You know, this is one of those messages that I try not to prepare for. Because there's so much that the Spirit of God will speak. And our, my life has been preparation for words like this. You know, a lot of times when I preach, I'm preaching actually word to me. And many of you are where I'm at and you're able to receive. And, and the Spirit of God just kind of comes and confirms the word. Amen. But we want to talk about the Holy Spirit. The day of Pentecost is recorded in Acts chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, it says, On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit, and began speaking in other tongue, in other languages, as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Almighty God. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Almighty God. He's 100% God. Amen. And He's united with God and with Jesus Christ. And the three are one. That's called the Trinity. Amen. And it's kind of difficult for us to understand three different, it's almost like three different entities, but the three are one. They're united. They're, they're, they all deserve the glory. They all deserve the honor. They all deserve the, the admiration. Amen. And uh, so they're not separate. They're united. If you think about yourself, you have a body, you have a soul, which are your thoughts and emotions, and you have a spirit, which is the real you. Amen. Hallelujah. 
And so the, the Spirit of God is, this is the time of the Holy Spirit. When you read the book of Acts, you're actually, you're not reading the book of the Acts of the Apostles. You're reading the book of the Acts of the Holy Spirit. And the book of Acts has not been finished because the Holy Spirit is still acting, amen? And He acts through you and me, amen? So you're writing the next chapter. You're writing the next chapter. It's your life that's being written. I love the book of Acts because it's full of the power of God and the testimony of what the power of God can do. From casting out devils, from, from throwing open prison doors, Amen. For bringing the dead back to life again. Hallelujah. And leading thousands to Jesus Christ. Amen. It's all testimony. It's all stories. Well, that's what your life is. is your life is a story. Your life is testimony. When, when you, I've heard this before. When, when you die on your tombstone, they'll say you're, you're, they'll have your born date and your death date. And they'll have a little dash on the middle of it. That is your story. That is your story of your life. That's what the book of Acts should be. I want my life to be a story about what the Holy Ghost did through me. Not about what I've done. No glory, no honor belongs to me because I couldn't do anything in my own power. But the Holy Spirit working through me. Understand this, I am not working for God. I'm working with God by His Spirit. And so every trial, every circumstance, every, everything that rises up, it's not me doing the work. It's the Holy Ghost doing the work with me. Amen. And so that the life of glory that I get to live, is, it's to Him. It's His glory. Amen. It brings glory to God. It brings glory to the Father. And Jesus said that, that you should receive the Holy Spirit. That you must receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. He's the one that, that, that gives the unction. He's the one that sent the Holy Spirit. He said, he, he told the apostles, wait until you receive the Holy Ghost. And they waited in, in the upper room. They waited and waited and waited. 120 people waited, but just think about how many, pe how many other people that were waiting. But you know what? They just got tired along the way and they left a little early. But the Bible says when the day of Pentecost fully came, like a mighty rushing wind, it came and filled them and they began to speak in other languages, in other tongues. And all that is beautiful and all that's powerful. But when they walked out of that room, their life was completely different. They used to be the ones that ran away from those that accused them of believing in Jesus. But because of the power of the Holy Spirit, they began to preach that Jesus was alive and demonstrate that Jesus was alive and thousands of people came to the Lord. What changed? They now had the power of God upon them. They had the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you that same Holy Ghost is here. The same Holy Ghost that changed ordinary men to become fishers of men. The same Holy Ghost that, 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 drove, that drove them to, to give their life and surrender everything to the Lord and to live a life full of the glory of God is here today to do the same thing for every one of you. Every one of you, amen? Hallelujah. Say, I need the Holy Ghost. Someone says, well, do I need the Holy Ghost to go out and and to preach, you need the Holy Ghost to leave your house in the morning. You need your, the Holy Ghost in everything. Amen. Hallelujah. When I was a, a, a child, 
I saw the Holy Ghost moving on in the church service and people were being touched by God. And I wanted to get touched that way. I saw people crying. I saw people got slain in the spirit. Some were laughing. And I didn't understand it, but I knew that was God. I knew that was different. And I heard the minister, he would, he would, he would share, if you just want the Holy Ghost, invite him, welcome him in. And I didn't know how to do that because I thought it was a, some sort of special prayer, some sort of, you know, I had to go to Bible school and learn all this, this, this wisdom and knowledge to be able to tap into the, the presence of God. I'm, I'm just a, a child, you know. So in the service, nothing happened. But in the evening time, before I went to bed, I said a simple prayer. And I said, Holy Spirit, he said that you would come. Will you come and touch me? And that night, as I went to bed, I had an encounter with the Holy Ghost. It was the first encounter I had with, with God. And I knew that, that, that things were different. I knew that He was real. I knew He wasn't just a God for my father. He was a God for me too. I knew that the Holy Spirit wanted to be with me. Jesus, before He ascended to heaven, He brought His disciples to Him. And the Bible says He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Ghost. Tell your neighbor, receive the Holy Ghost. When you are saved and you surrender your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and lives on the inside of you. The Bible says because of the blood of Jesus, your sins are washed away by the blood of the Lamb. I love reading the book of Revelation because it talks about the, the lion of the tribe of Judah. They show Jesus as a lion. They show Jesus as a king. But they also show Jesus as a lamb that was slain. Because it was through his blood, his sacrifice of life for you, we have been saved, our sins have been forgiven, and we have been made righteous. Our, we've been made holy. Everybody say holy. You have to understand that, that the Spirit of God cannot live in unholy vessels. But because you've been made holy by the blood of Jesus Christ, you've been cleansed, you've been sanctified, you've been, you've been made holy so that the Holy Ghost can come and live on the inside of you. Amen? Through the blood of Jesus, you're made holy. And people think, well, I can only have the Holy Spirit after I worked really hard to be, to be holy. No, you are holy because God is holy. Amen? He is the Holy Spirit that has now come into a holy vessel that has been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And if you've never given your heart to Jesus, you could be made right with God today. You could be made holy. You could have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you just by giving your life to Jesus Christ, by surrendering, by repenting of your sins and giving your heart to the Lord. Amen? And someone says, well, what is that all about? You cannot change your life. You cannot discipline yourself to have victory. There are things that only God can do. But the Bible says that when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and the Spirit of God comes inside of you, Jesus said, there are many things that I want to tell you, but I can't tell you. But he said, the Holy Spirit will tell you.
There are secrets that the Holy Ghost wants to tell you about who you are and God's plan and purpose for your life. One of the things that the world is, people are always asking, what is my, my purpose? What is the destiny of my life? You can only find that when you yield yourself to God and give your life to Jesus Christ. Then the Holy Spirit will begin to stir up your heart and shape you and mold you into the image of Christ so that you can fulfill the plan of God for your life. You have a tutor. You have an advocate. You have a teacher. You have a comforter. Amen. Listen, you don't need to go talk to every pastor. You just need to go talk to the Holy Ghost. You don't need to go talk to counselors and, and go talk to, to all these, these psychologists. You just need to talk to the Holy Ghost. And if you talk to the Holy Ghost, He'll tell you what to do. He'll, he'll educate you. He'll share with you God's divine nature and His plan for your life. And after you spend time with the Holy Ghost and you allow Him to, to shape and mold you and, and to, as you develop an intimacy with the Holy Ghost, He's going to teach you who God is and who you are in God. That's what He's going to teach you. Who God is. Oh, well, God is... You know, God is someone way over there. No, He's going to teach you how God is he's in you by His Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I was, I was speaking with, and I've been discipling a, a, a young man. He might be here. I'm not going to embarrass him. I'm, or maybe I'll call him up. Come on up. No, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but he's learning the things of God. And we were talking about prayer. And we we're talking about how the throne room of, of grace is available. And you could boldly enter the throne room of grace. And it, it became so real to him. And he was so excited. He said, I didn't know that I could pray like this. I didn't know that God had, that God had the gates of the kingdom of heaven open to me. I didn't know that I had this access with God. That my conversation and my prayers are not me praying from distant place into a distant place. But I'm actually face to face with God. And he hears my prayers. I didn't know I had that. He was overwhelmed with the goodness of God. Amen. When you spend time with the Lord, the Lord begins to show you, raise you, mold you, shape you. And it doesn't come from the outside in, it comes from the inside out. If you give your life to Jesus, I want to tell you, your days of living for the devil are over. Because no matter how strong the pull might be on the outside, there's a greater one living on the inside. And he is raising you up to be strong, to be victorious. Amen. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And you might say, well, pastor, I'm just, you know, I have all these limits in my life. I have all these limitations. I have all these, these, these weaknesses in my life. Yeah, you might have all those weaknesses in your flesh and or in your mind. You might have all these weaknesses, but you have someone on the inside of you that's greater than any mountain that tries to rise up before you. That's greater than any devil that tries to destroy you. You have the Holy One, the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead in here. You can't be defeated. Amen. Hallelujah. And He is raising you up to give you life, but not just any life, abundant life. Abundant life. And if you will listen to Him, you'll get there. Amen.
The sad thing is that many people don't press in to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to them and direct them. And when they get to heaven, they're going to they're gonna be so disappointed that they could have done so many things for the Lord and seen such a great glory through their life, but they didn't allow the Holy Ghost to lead them. Amen. Hallelujah. Say the Holy Spirit in me. So when Jesus breathed on the disciples, received the Holy Ghost. They were, he was, they were receiving the, the Spirit of God in salvation. Amen. And I want to tell you, if you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ today, He's going to breathe upon you today. Receive the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God will come and live on the inside of you. Amen. Hallelujah. But then in Acts chapter 1, Jesus talked about another occurrence with the Holy Spirit. And he said, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Everybody say upon you. So the, you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. But now you can receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The Holy Spirit in you is teaching you. But the Holy Spirit upon you is the power of God to do the works of the Lord. To do the works of God. Jesus said, greater things you will do because I go to the Father. He was going to the Father, but He sent the Comforter, the Counselor, He sent the Holy Spirit to come upon you. When, when you study the life of Jesus, before He stepped into ministry, He went into the wilderness and He was, in that time in the wilderness, He was tempted by the devil. And during that time, He overcame the devil with the Word of God. But when He came out of the desert, He went into the temple, He opened up the scrolls, and He began to read the, the Word of God in Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For He has anointed me to preach the Gospel. When you have power upon you, you receive the power of God to tell people about who Jesus is. When you read in Acts chapter 1, where it says, you shall receive power after the Spirit of God comes upon you, and then Jesus said, you will be my witness to the ends of the earth. You receive power to win souls. You receive power to show the reality of God. The reality of the kingdom of heaven. A miracle settles the issue. When you go out and you preach the gospel, it's not just preached with words, it's preached with demonstrations. You will do the things that Jesus did. If that person was oppressed by a devil, when you show up and you preach the gospel, that devil has to go in the name of Jesus. People that were oppressed with a spirit of fear, when you spend time preaching the gospel to them, that devil has to has an encounter with the power of God and he has to go. That I want to tell you something. Devils are afraid of the sons of God that know the power of God that's upon their life. When the spirit, when, when Jesus showed up to the shore, the shore. There was a man that was possessed with thousands of devils. They, he came running to them. And the first thing he says, why have you come to oppress us before our time? 
People are, there are many people in churches, oh, the devil's after me, oh, the devil's after me. Listen, people of God, know who you are. The devil's not, doesn't have any power over you. You have power over the devil. You should be oppressing the devil. You should be enforcing the power of God over the devil. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee. Flee means to run in terror. But many people are expecting God to do it. Someone's, someone has a, an addiction, someone has a problem. And they're always going, God, would you please set this person free? God, would you please save them? God, would you please give them liberty? And God is saying, listen, I gave you the power. Jesus already completed the work at the cross to give you the power. And that power is the power of the Holy Spirit. And you have to allow Him to come upon you. You have to cry out that you want His power, that you want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Let me explain a little bit about baptism. Can you bring me the illustration? Bring me that little table and the... Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to ask my lovely sister Veronica to come over here. I need, I need you to hold the, the microphone for me. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, just go and put that there. Here, stand right here, hon. Hold the microphone for me. So, when I get saved, the Holy Spirit comes and He fills me. That's what Jesus did when He said, and He breathed upon the disciples receive the Holy Spirit and so he fills me he fills me and the more time I spend with the Lord he begins to change me on the inside and this this water becomes living water for me oh that, that tastes good it becomes living water for me so I might be dealing with maybe I've had my heart broken and and I need healing but the more time I allow the Holy Spirit to minister to me and show me the love of God, he ministers. Hallelujah. And the more thirsty I am, the more I can drink. If I'm not thirsty, I might have the Holy Spirit in me, but nothing's taking place. There's no change in my life because it's almost like I got my ticket punched to heaven. So now I'm going to live like hell on this earth. When you understand who the Holy Spirit is, He's here to bring you the kingdom. And the more He changes you, there, my friend, as I was ministering to him, and he had that revelation of, the, of uh, prayer, he said, man, this gets better and better. I looked at him and said, no, gooder and gooder. I had to correct his language because, you know, he's a newborn believer, you know. I said, that's what we tell everybody. It gets gooder and gooder. Amen. And so the more I drink, amen. But where's the water? In me. Where's the spirit? In me. It's in the cup. Let me take a step over here. But when I allow the Holy Ghost to give me power, and I begin to yield myself and say, Lord, 
Someone needs to tell the people. Someone needs to tell the world that Jesus is alive. Someone needs to be a witness. Lord, here I am, Lord, use me. When I begin to cry out to God, because that's what the apostles did, they waited for the Lord. They waited for the promise of the Holy Spirit. When you begin to chase after the Holy Spirit and desire the Holy Ghost to move in your life, to use you, then the Holy Spirit begins to baptize you. And what's on the inside, the Spirit of God on the, out, on the inside, begins to flow on the outside. Now you notice that wherever I go, there is a flow of the water that's flowing through. And that's why the Bible says you'll be a blessing going in, a blessing going out. It's only a cup, but it's the Holy Ghost that's releasing the power of God. That power of God that flows through your life might be healing, it might be deliverance, it might be freedom, it might be salvation, it might be miracles, it might be prosperity, it might be answered prayer, but it's the Holy Ghost power that did it. We are just a cup, but what the world needs is what's flowing from the cup. Jesus said this, if anyone is thirsty, let him come and drink. And then he said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. If you want to change the valley, no politician will do it. No law would do it. Only those that are baptized with the Holy Ghost and allow the power of God to flow will change a man's heart, will empower people to become a witness. Am I getting you wet? No? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, honey. Praise God. Give God praise for my lovely assistant. <laughs> what qualifies you? Someone says, well, Pastor, I, I can't have the Holy Spirit because I got so many problems. You yield yourself to God. Why don't you let the Holy Ghost take care of your problems? Don't you think He knew? Don't you think He knows? Doesn't he know, don't you think he knows the areas that you need to be strengthened in? Doesn't he think he knows the areas that you need to be set free from? The Bible says that Jesus is the author and the finisher of your faith. He's not done working in your life. But if you allow the Holy Spirit to baptize you today, how many people that you give him the privilege of being able to minister to because you become a witness? The Holy Ghost needs you. The Holy Spirit needed Jesus to put his power upon. The Holy Spirit needed Paul, needed all the disciples. The Holy Spirit needs you to change this generation. Amen. There's really just two, two things you need to know so that you could receive the Holy Ghost. The infilling and upon. Number one, you have to believe. You have to believe. I believe that the Spirit of God is real. I believe that God wants to put His anointing upon my life. I believe that the Spirit of God will come upon me. I believe in the power of God. Say, I believe. I believe. Because understand this, there are a lot of Christians that don't have the power of God. A lot of, a lot of men and women of 
of God, but they don't have the Holy Spirit upon them. So they limit themselves to just the spirit on the inside of them. But when you live in yourself on the spirit, and inside, these are the ones that all they do is talk about theology and all they try to do is put the church in bondage. Understand this, the spirit sets man free. When they get baptized in the Holy Ghost, their conversation will, will change and their ministry will change because they have to seek after head knowledge because they have, they have drawn to the limits of the spirit knowledge because they don't allow the spirit to come upon them. They'll criticize the power of God. They'll criticize the, the, the speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues is a gateway to the supernatural. When I pray in the Holy Ghost, I'm stirring up the gift on the inside of me. When I pray, after I'm filled and I pray in the Holy Ghost, I begin to pour, my, pour out the, the, the presence of God upon my life and it begins to overflow. That's why we pray in tongues. That's why we spend time in the Word. That's why we worship. Because not only we want to be filled, we want to get refilled over and over again. There's one baptism, but there's many in filling. If over and over in the Word of God, when you, when you study the Word of God, it talked about how, how they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to prophesy. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and the, 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 very, the very place they were at would begin to shake. Amen? It's not just a one-time thing. It's a continual going into the greater glory. All you have to, have to, to do is, number one, believe. Say, I believe. I believe that the power of God is available. I believe the Holy Spirit's real. I believe that He wants to live inside of me. I believe that He wants to come upon me and note me with power. I believe. Say, I believe. Amen. And number two, you have to use your faith. I receive. Say, I receive. I receive. Because if you believe, then your, your belief has to operate. Your faith has to rise up. You have to do something. Amen. The, the apostles... They believed, so they waited and waited until the day of Pentecost came. And then they stepped out and they began to operate under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe today you're going to receive the power of the Holy Ghost upon your life. And from this moment, you're going to start walking in the power of God. Everybody say the power of God. Jesus said, in my name, you'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Hallelujah. How many of y'all have hands? If you got hands, you'll begin to lay hands on the sick. And before you reach out for the Tylenol, you'll begin to say, Come on over here, son. Come on over here, daughter. Come on over here. Let me lay hands on you and command that sickness to leave. Amen. You want to see signs and wonders? You want to see miracles? You want to operate in the power of God? You have to believe and you have to receive. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you all believe that? Do you all receive that today? Amen. Let's give God praise. Amen. Stand up on your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me get up here so you guys see me. Close your eyes for a moment. Jesus promised the Holy Spirit. But you have to surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're ready to give your heart to, to God, to ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins, for His Spirit to come and live on the inside of you, you want to be born again. Today's the day of salvation. You don't have to leave here without knowing, without a shadow of doubt, that Jesus is Lord over your life. If you'll confess with your mouth and believe in your heart 
that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. If that's you, my friend, you want to give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to pray a prayer of salvation together. When I count to three, lift up your right hand and we'll pray. Maybe you have given your heart to God, but for some reason you've fallen away. But today you feel led to rededicate your life to God. This prayer is for you as well. When I count to three, lift up your right hand and we'll pray the prayer of salvation together. There's no reason why you should leave here without knowing that you are born again, that you are a child of God. If you want to give your heart to Jesus, when I count to three, lift up your right hand. One, two, three, lift it up wherever you're at. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I want everyone to say this prayer out loud with me. Repeat out loud with me. Lord Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come inside my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. I want to live for you. I thank you for saving my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Teach me your ways. Use me for your glory. I believe that I'm a son of God, that my sins have been forgiven, and I am now saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, just lift up your hands to heaven, everyone. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we're going to invite the Holy Spirit to fill those brothers and sisters that give their life to the Lord. Holy Spirit, thank you for filling them right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, that they will never be the same again. Spirit of God, we ask you to teach them, to raise them up. And Lord, I thank you that you're beginning a good work in them. Set them completely free in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory. We give you all the prayer. Praise, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that they will never be the same again. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 